Hello and welcome to the Josh Tills Coaching Podcast. It is me, Josh Tills. Who else would it be on the Josh Tills Coaching Podcast? Um, that still feels weird to say. Fucking hell, I think I'm going to have to think of a new name. Jesus Christ, we're like seven seconds in and I've already swore as well. Um, it's me. We're back for episode three. Here today we're going to talk everything allostasis and allostatic load, a term that quite a few of you might not be aware of and the few of you that are aware of it are probably going to judge me heavily for misinterpreting it um, in today's episode. But it's okay, It'll, it will act as a learning experience as well. So that's 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 all right. Uh, we're recording this quite late. It's actually like half past six in the evening, but we've had a busy day doing other things. We've got some artificial light coming in. Um, there's no light coming from outside. I might as well close that blind now because um, all my neighbours can see me making a twat of myself on this podcast. But here we are. Uh, we're we're going to roll with it now. I'm over the moon and can't thank you enough for all the feedback that I've had off of the first two episodes. It's been really, really cool and really, really, um, really fucking lost for words really (laughs) um yeah just to kind of hear the feedback from the few of you that have told me that they are enjoying the first two episodes and that they're looking forward to more i've i've got plans for this podcast as you can see i have a brand new shiny microphone um and so we're investing into it hopefully it sounds a bit better you might not even notice any fucking difference um but it's a signal it's a it's a virtue signal that this podcast is going places, baby. <laughs> I'm acting weird. Um, it's it's half six in the evening. It's, I'm overtired. It's past my bedtime. Um, dog's up on the sofa. Um, he's chilling out. So make yourself comfortable, and we'll chill out together, and we'll just shoot the shit. Um, the reason I've got plans for this podcast. Yeah, as I was saying, um, I've got a couple of people that I'm planning to get on before the end of the year. Good friend and mentor of mine, Tom Sparks who I mentioned in the first episode, he's going to come on very soon. We're going to plan that for the next couple of weeks at the British College of Osteopathic Medicine, where he studied and currently um, teaches and observes the fourth years in clinic and where I am starting my osteopathic journey um, in learning in my university studies. That's where I'm studying. Um, And so it kind of has a bit of a meaning spot for both of us where he started his osteopathic career there and he's kind of still influencing the future generations of osteopaths and where I'm starting my osteopathic career. Um, So I think that's going to be really, really cool. And I'm really, really um, interested to pick his brains um, on a few things, but equally kind of like show him to some of the other people that might not necessarily know of him quite a few of the people that might listen to this podcast probably know him already anyway just from mutual friends um but there's might be quite a few of you that don't necessarily know him and tom's a great guy and super knowledgeable um so i'm really really kind of keen to get him on and get you guys to i I kind of want to do like a question and answer before that as well so people can sort of like get ready with questions but Uh, without even talking to him on this the main thing that I think I want to cover is like can we really prevent injuries Um, so from sort of like a pain and injury perspective obviously we see a lot of programs now that are like bulletproof your knees bulletproof your shoulders and it's like can we really prevent injury Um, or is injury a little bit of a byproduct of having some skin in the game and doing it for long enough and things like that so I think that we can dive into some research we can dive into just logic and things like that um, but that would be quite cool and then I've got a couple of other people that want to come on uh, gentleman Simon Simon Dutton who's super experienced super knowledgeable as well uh, worked all over the world um, as a trainer he was working for um, 
Ultimate Performance, UP. So big global brand of sort of like coaching and training. Um, and he was working for them out in Hong Kong and he's moved back. He now is um, coaching coaches um, all about education piece. And he has a really fantastic program called SMU um, that kind of develops coaches. And then the third guest that I have sort of lined up, I, I haven't even asked him yet, but I'm sure he won't have any issues with me publicizing that I am expressing interest for him to come on. Um, it's a gentleman that I'm working with, Luke Barden, who is a qualified nutritionist through Mac Nutrition Uni. Um, we're actually going to a seminar together in mid-November, all about menopause and stuff like that from a nutritional perspective. So that's going to be really cool. Um, but I would like to get him on the podcast and talk things around nutrition. So we can start to bolster things together, right? There's sort of like a training, fitness and lifestyle piece from myself. Hopefully a bit of a lifestyle training injury piece from Tom. Um, all sorts from Simon. Um, and then kind of like nutrition, training, lifestyle from Luke. So even amongst the four of us, we start to really um, bolster the knowledge and the message that this podcast is sending. Um, this is probably far too long to waffle on for a third episode, just for an introduction, because I wanted to jump on and just talk about allostasis and allostatic load. As I've already mentioned, allostatic load and allostasis is a term that quite a few of you won't be aware of, um, and the few of you that are aware of it are probably going to be very frustrated with how I butcher uh, what it means and my interpretation of it but that's ultimately what this podcast is for for me to kind of share my interpretation of something if I learn something I learn something and I'll come on and I'll correct myself in the next episode and say yeah someone who's actually knows a thing or two corrected me on this um, and called me an idiot um, and educated me on what I need to be educated on and how his how my understanding has developed it's as much as my journey as it is yours um, so that's kind of uh, where we are in terms of the topic of today and the reason why I'm recording this is because I had a conversation with my brother the other day we were on the phone together um, and he was saying that he's feeling like he's in a really good spot with his training and nutrition he's kind of meal prepping he's getting a good amount of training in per week feeling really focused feeling really switched on uh, which is really really good we love to hear that sort of thing uh, but he was sort of then saying like people who aren't on it and like sometimes the excuses that come into things or do they really want it enough? Are they focused enough? And so my initial rebuttal, and it's not even an initial rebuttal, it, it, it's kind of a, a justified response, is it comes down to that saying of don't judge someone before you've walked a mile in their shoes. And so to circle round from a little bit of... Um, information about how this topic has come to fruition on a podcast to what the fuck is allostatic load and allostasis seeing as you've mentioned it four times already in 10 minutes or however long we've been going um, is our body's ability to sort of regulate stress effectively um, and the physiological changes that our body makes in relation to stress and how it pertains to homeostasis homeostasis for anyone that's unaware is the physiological changes your body makes to stay level, to stay balanced. One example of a homeostatic reaction would be when you eat, your blood sugar goes up because of the carbohydrates and glucose in food. And as a response to that, to maintain balance and equilibrium, your body releases insulin or signals to release insulin and, and it releases insulin to balance that blood sugar level yeah that's a fairly common one that most people are aware of right and that's one homeostatic reaction and an allostatic reaction might be a reaction to an external environment 
but the release of different hormones such as adrenaline, cortisol, glucocorticoids, amongst others, and this whole sort of chain reaction. So that's what allostasis is, and it's very closely linked and related to stress. Uh, now, in terms of allostatic load, we talk around the load of stress. What's that threshold of stress? Um, and there's a really good book that I would recommend anyone to read. It's a book called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. If you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen that I've been rereading it for a second time um, for the past sort of like month, six weeks now. Um, and I've fallen in love with it all over again. I can remember the first time I read it, but this was probably six years ago when I first read it. And how my level of thinking has evolved and adapted in that six years or so, my level of comprehension and understanding of the topics that he talks about now is far greater. And it's given me a whole new appreciation again of stress biology and the different changes of stress and the threshold for stress that all of us individually have. So really, really fascinating book. I would recommend anyone to go and read it. It's not science heavy. So if you're sitting here thinking, oh, yeah, but Josh, like you like all the science and stuff like that. It's not science heavy as well. He, he writes it in such a way that anyone can pick it up and understand what he's saying. So really, really good writer, really, really good interpreter of the science. And he bridges that gap between the research and the science to what can we take away from this? And he breaks things down such as stress and pain, stress and injury, and the differences between stress and chronic stress, right? Like stress in isolation is a good thing. And stress in the short term is a good thing because it forces adaptation. However, stress in the long term, stress chronically is a bad thing because it has negative impacts potentially raised glucocorticoid levels a hormone that is released in relation to stress if they are elevated for a prolonged period of time that can have some negative consequences and the book breaks that down beautifully i'm not going to come on and just say exactly what the book says one i haven't got that big enough of a brain and two it's a bit counterproductive i would rather you just go and read the book so me and my brother are having this conversation and he's feeling really on it he's feeling really switched on um, nutrition's going well training's going well i love that for him but he mentions how other people, and if they're not switched on or they're not on it, potentially do they want it enough, effectively. And while there's an element of that, right, like like that, that question will always be there. Yeah, that doesn't go away. But my initial reaction to him saying it, not quite in those harsh words, this is me thinking back two, three days now and sort of like just getting to the crux of what we spoke about. But effectively, I... I will always go back to don't judge someone before you've walked a mile in their shoes. And there's so much other context surrounding things that we can't be so quick to just go, we don't want it enough. Like it's such an easy thing to say. And while in some cases it is very valid and it's look, is this really the thing that you want? And if it is the thing you want, you would be prepared to move heaven and earth for it. But in the same breath, there is an allostatic load and the fresh point, the, the, the threshold for stress where change isn't happening and where we're just doing ourselves more damage. Yeah, and sometimes we give ourselves more stress by feeling guilty that we're not fucking achieving what we want to achieve. Does that make sense? Like sometimes we already have enough stress on our plate and then we can go, oh, well, I'm really annoyed that equally that pair of jeans doesn't fit me anymore. So I'm going to go on a diet. Now, being in a calorie deficit in itself is a stressor, 
not having enough calories can be a stressor. It can also be a, a, a reliever of stress because obviously once we achieve the thing and we get back into the pair of jeans, it's like, oh, I'm so proud of myself and we get this dopamine rush and it's like, I'm not stressed or conscious about my weight anymore. But equally, physiologically, being in a calorie deficit can be a stressor. But then equally, if we go about it the wrong way and we struggle to stay in the calorie deficit, then what else happens? Well, we get to this point where we can fall off the wagon um, and we find it hard to stay in the calorie deficit. And then we potentially binge eat behavior because we've been over restricting ourselves and such and such. And then we feel guilty about the fact that we've done it. And we feel stress for the fact that we keep doing these same things and we keep falling off the wagon and I can't seem to lose weight. And maybe there's something else going on. Maybe it's my metabolism or maybe it's my thyroid or whatever this. And all of a sudden we can become more stressed, right? So sometimes is the thing that we want to achieve. The thing we want to achieve is the thing that we want to achieve, right? Like, Like we have wants, we have desires. Let's not downplay that. But there's equally an essence of how we go about doing that thing can directly influence our body's ability to do the thing, but equally how we feel about the thing as well. Yeah, this is this is a very convoluted way of saying what I know I want to say. Um, and I fucking hate my brain sometimes. <laughs> um, woo! <laughs> Right. So to refocus, like, like stress is a factor and there's physical stress, there's mental stress, there's emotional stress, there's other types of, there's financial stress that might come more into like a physical, mental and emotional sort of an emotional stress. But there's all of like the subcategories off of those main three, I would say, right? Like the physical stress might be an injury. It might be the short term physical stressor of training. Right, like when we resistance train, that is a physical stressor. If we have an injury and we are worried about an injury, that could be a stressor. That dodgy mold that you haven't got checked out yet, that might be a physical stressor and a bit of a mental stressor because there's like a mental burden and a mental load on it. That sort of thing, right? The mental stress could be financial, it could be relationship, it could be your kids, it could be your job. That could equally lend itself into emotional stress, our feelings, right? Like the 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 want to be loved and and accepted by our friends the fact that no one laughed at that joke that you made or did that person interpretate interpret that thing that i said a bit wrong and does that person no longer like does that person no longer like me these emotional stresses can equally feed feed in to our lives and our body is making adaptations and changes in response to that and so very quickly within the space of me talking for two minutes about the different kinds of stresses if we have all of those happening at once you can see how there's a body that can feel a little bit peeved you could tell that i wanted to say fucked (laughs) and i said it anyway so you can tell that there's a body that might be a little bit fucked and so when we kind of factor all of these things in going back to the conversation this is what i said to my brother i said well we have so many stresses that sometimes it's not necessarily about are they focused enough and do they really want it enough sometimes it's more about what else is going on in this person's life and how do we get them to do the thing without tipping them over the threshold of allostatic load now that's one option right is to not tip them over the allostatic load 
So there's a really good analogy that Simon, who I want to have on before the end of the year, spoke about in a training a couple of weeks ago. And it was the analogy of a cup. And I think like military and uh, police and kind of public sector workers more use the analogy of the rucksack. So if you work public sector, you might kind of be aware of that one. Uh, But I'm going to stick with the cup today. And so if we imagine our tolerance for stress is in this cup. And so when the cup fills up and it's kind of at that point of brim, obviously any more stress fluid is just going to fill outside of the cup. Now we have two options in terms of the adaptation. As a coach, I have two options for when you're kind of at that point, what do I do? Well, I can either give you a bigger cup and I can either try to increase your tolerance and your ability to take on more stress, probably in the in the classification of physical stress, i.e. working out, training, intensity, that sort of thing, potentially nutritionally, being in a calorie deficit, um, dealing with cravings and temptations, that sort of thing as well, right? Or I, we can look at strategies to reduce the amount that you currently have in your cup. So is it breath work is it talking to your partner is it having a good support network rather than just talking to your partner is it having a good support network that knows what you are trying to achieve to achieve and supports you fully on that is it being aware of timings so if we're doing a session or i program you a session are we programming it on a day when the sky is falling and it's totally unrealistic for you to be able to achieve that session Um, So there are all of these sort of different things that we can start to think of to try to lower the amount that is currently in your cup. Um, And that's kind of a really nice way of thinking of it, right? In terms of the allostasis and allostatic load um, is how full is my cup? And again, it's sort of like a public sector thing with a rucksack, a military and police sort of thing of how full is your rucksack? Do you need to take things out of your rucksack to make space for more? Um, And that's that's in essence the, the... the kind of concept of allostasis and allostatic, more allostatic load. Allostasis is your body's regulation of stress. So the changes it makes to regulate stress. And that's a bit more sciencey. We don't need to go into allostasis, but it's good to have an understanding of what allostasis is to appreciate allostatic load and what we can do about allostatic load. So I've kind of waffled a bit around that. I don't know how long I've been going for. I don't necessarily want these podcasts to be too long either because I want them to be bite-sized information. But hopefully that's kind of making sense in terms of maybe why you struggled to stick to a regimen or to stick to a calorie deficit or a workout plan um, is has it, has it been done with your best intentions? Has it been done with the considerations of what is currently in your cup or how big your cup currently is. And like, you might listen to some of the strategies that I said earlier about fucking doing breath work and think, what what on earth would I want to do breath work for? Now, some people are more receptive to that sort of things than others. Like, your strategies to increase your cup have to be specific to you, right? There's like, there's no, and, and like, there's there's sort of like reels and memes about when people go to the doctors for depression or anxiety and the doctors they're like oh you're a bit depressed are you oh have you tried having a cup of tea and it's like a little bit like like just 
what? <laughs> like, there needs to be some sympathy. Like, like, we can't use these cookie-cutter approaches and go, well, we know that breathwork and meditation is great. Yeah, but if I don't fucking like breathwork and meditation, what the fuck is it doing it for me? Like, that's a very relevant thing, right? So, like, the strategies that you implore to increase the capacity of your cup is relevant. The strategies that you implore to reduce the amount that's in your cup is very relevant. And that's a very specific thing. It's a very individual thing. And I don't want to come across like I'm a life coach at this point, right? Like like I'm aware of what I am and what I do. And being a life coach isn't that. However, I do have to appreciate that as part of my job, I have to factor in the physical, mental and emotional stresses that are playing a role in your life and how that's affecting you and your ability to perform in the gym, stay on track with a diet, whether that's calorie deficit, calorie surplus, um, whether it's your motivation to train and your motivation to continue and to persist when things get a bit turbulent. All of these things become relevant, right? And, 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 and so I don't want people to listen to this podcast and think that I am a life coach as well as a fitness coach or a health coach. Like, no, I, like, like I, I just have a very big appreciation for all of the things that might be relevant in someone's life. And so I don't ever want to be too quick to make assumptions about, well, that person just doesn't want it enough. And I come back to what I said earlier, where that that answer will always be there, right? If 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 someone is struggling, that that's not going to be the first thing that I pull out of my toolbox, right? You're not focused enough. It first has to be a, what's relevant here. Are they having a really stressful time at work? Are they having a really stressful time in their relationship? Are they struggling? Like, are their kids ill? Or like, is, like, is there something going on that might impact this person's ability? And I equally want to be clear, just as I say all of this, th- sort of all of these things. One, we are very resilient. I've mentioned that in the first podcast that I ever did. We are super, super resilient. And so we sh- we shouldn't think that any stress is bad stress in the short term is a good thing long-term chronic stress is a bad thing because of the reactions that take place and equally if it's taking us above that threshold where things and like and like even then as I things can very easily be misunderstood misinterpreted going over the threshold isn't always a bad thing but if we go over the threshold and we are staying there not a good thing. Stress in the short term and being at that that kind of brim point of the cup, not a bad thing. Our body can do it and our body can make adaptations in that in that sort of zone, right? One of the adaptations might be that we become more tolerant to that level of stress, right? I made a bit of a joke with my mum the other day where, like, I don't know, I was a little bit down in the day and it was just a down day. I think Toadie was a little bit ill and she was like, things will get better. And I made a bit of a joke after a night of not having much sleep. And I was like, I don't think they do get better. I just think you get more numb to it. And like, as 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 dark and as morbid as that sounds, it, it was very much said in a sleep deprived state in a bit of a joke. But sometimes that is very that is very relevant, right? The longer we stay at that brim point, the more it forces our body to become more tolerant to that level of stress. That's a strategy that might be increasing the size of the cup, that we just get more, more resilient and more tolerant to that level of stress 
but sometimes we don't want to become that tolerant and that resilient to that level of stress. Does that make sense as well? Like, like there's so many pieces to this, and this is why I think it's important to discuss it now. And I am certain that it is something that I'm going to bring up with Simon, that I'm going to bring up with Tom, that I'm probably going to bring up with Luke, just as the next three three guests that I have that I really kind of want to present to anyone who's listening to this as well. Because it is such a massive part, and it's such a massive subject that I don't even fully understand that, like there's more things on that list than I can even think of. And so when I'm in front of someone or I'm speaking to someone and they're making me aware, like you've got to be open enough to go, what category is this falling into? How does it affect what we're doing? Are we at a point where this is inhibiting any changes or this is resulting in a lack of progress, right? Because the answer of of or the comeback or the answer of of you just don't want it enough will always be there that's not going away yeah if if we find that a long enough period of time goes by things still aren't changing and this is still the way that things are then we 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 might have to use that or if certain signs present themselves of of yeah yeah actually there's like like, like there's never a good time right like ultimately like there's never a good time to go on a diet other like sort of other than like you're morbidly obese you're gonna die like like we can always find a reason to get out of something i know i certainly can i know i could go oh well it's never a good time to take on a university degree it's never a good time to start losing weight it's never a good time to fucking row an ocean like but but you sort of have to sometimes accommodate these things in your life for the better so all of this to say, there's so many things at play at once that we have to be aware of them. We have to appreciate them, but we can't overhype them or overplay them. Yeah, it's a real balancing act and it is really individualized as well. Because what is my load, what is my level is not your level, is not someone else's level. And so there is a real empathy that has to go into that because some people don't have the same level as you some people have a higher level than you great sometimes that can make you feel like shit sometimes that can be like well how comes they can manage it all like again that can be a stressor right like 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 looking and comparing yourself to someone else in the day of social media in the day of short form media and quick content and endless doom scrolling that can be a stressor why is it this person has a highlight reel when they're always doing something and he earns more money than me and whatever, right? Like, like there are all of these reasons and all of these things at play all the time that could be a stressor. We could be here all night thinking of different stressors that happen in the modern life that most of us will go through. And so I've probably spoken about stress enough for one evening. It's closing in on seven o'clock. I think I've been going roughly around 20 minutes, maybe a little bit longer. And so I don't want to bombard you with it. As I say, we will probably be revisiting this topic quite a few times. So this here hopefully gives you an appreciation for the different things at play. Hopefully it gives you a bit of an appreciation for me as a coach and kind of what goes through my head when someone is struggling because it's very relevant and all of these things we have to manage. And and, and like a really good way from like my analogy as a coach I always think of like you know like a like a like a like a recording studio 
you see like producers and they're like changing the levels they've got like the little deck no I, i'm not a producer i don't know what all it, but there's loads of little sliders right like the sliding recording studio how do we slide the levels to make it so that the end result is where you want to be from a physical nutritional transformation pain-free whatever it might be more confident like fitting in your clothes whatever that might be how do we adjust the levels in our recording studio if you're doing the thing and i'm producing it how do we manage those levels and get them to where we need to be so that you can get the end result that's kind of my my thinking of allostasis and allostatic load in this dynamic way that we present things and so hopefully that's been really helpful for you um, it's been helpful for me just to talk through it to be honest um, as I say we've got some guests coming on um, I'm really really set and determined to do more of these I really really enjoy them um, and hopefully that comes across um, I probably need to apologize for the Instagram clip like the sort of trailer that I did for episode two about the five exercises I did it like a like one of those movie trailers where like you just release all the good bits and I sort of edited it so the trailer definitely made it look like a much more exciting episode than it was <laughs> but I'm not going to apologize for that because hopefully it got some of you onto the podcast listening to it and then hopefully thought oh that Josh is a bit of a sound guy and he's he's got some good crack he's got some good banner so I'll keep watching and I'll keep listening um, so I'm going to continue to do that um, and that's sort of where we are but I really appreciate any of you listening watching I appreciate all the feedback that I get from them as well any questions any um, topics that you want me to cover if anyone wants to come on let me know I'd, like while I've got three guests planned that are very much in the health and fitness industry I really have aspirations to get people on who aren't in the fitness industry I think it would be great to to talk to someone who isn't necessarily a fan of exercise and to talk well what does fitness mean to you what does health mean to you and kind of like breaking that sort of thing down where we are so different. I think that when I have guests on who are in the health and fitness industry, there's going to be a lot of agreement. And that sometimes doesn't always make for the best conversation versus when there are some polar differences that might lead to some really, really good conversations. So that's everything from me for this evening. Uh, this is going to be up in a couple of days, but thank you very much for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Peace.